Ooh, fun facts, facts of fun with Addison and Caitlin. Oh yeah! Oh yeah. Hi, and welcome to Fun Facts Live. I'm your host, David, and with me today is Allison. Hello. And RJ. Hello. No Caitlin. No. <laughs> yeah. No if Caitlin. You, no. If you watched the the live stream of the Match Solitaire event just moments earlier, um, we you've, you've already heard this, but Allison is, no, not Allison. I'm, I'm, I'm right staring here. at Allison, so <laughs> no. <laughs> Kaylin is braving an airport today for the first time since the pandemic started. Mm -hmm. So we'll have some fun stories from her and uh, hopefully something interesting about the huge group of in-law relatives that she's hanging out with for the next week. So yeah, yeah that should be exciting. Um, all right, let's just get right into it. Uh, we did not talk about who's going first. RJ, I'll leave it up to you. Do you want to go first? Uh, do you want to read the ad first? And oh, then gosh. <laughs> thank you. Yes. <laughs> I always forget. All right. Fun Facts Live is brought to you by Wordsmacallit. You've just landed your dream job, the junior grape collector position at the world's premier imagination factory. With the help of your new friend, Bingo, it's time to explore neighborhoods, gather words, and earn grapes to power imagination. You'll need the company app to get started, so what are you waiting for? Visit wordjimacallit.com to pre-order. No, no, I got to update that copy. It's now available for download and install, and it's free from the App Store and on Google Play. Wordjimacallit, swipe words, power imagination. One day we're going to have to film the ad read so people can see your hand <laughs> oh, gestures. Oh, my hand gestures. Yeah, it looks like she's like in air traffic control. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> emphasizing the, <laughs> the words. Yeah. But yeah, definitely check out Words You Call It. Um, I was going to tell you some fun fact about Words You Call It today, but it's totally escaped my mind. It's live in the App Store. It is live in the App Store. It was an accidental release, but <laughs> there you have it. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, have a I'm in talks to get uh, ad a video ad made for it um, so okay. maybe you'll see some ads for it when you're playing some other games yeah so yeah hopefully we'll, that'll bring some more players but um, the coffee break's been a lot of fun every day um, I'm the reigning winner yeah I won two days ago RJ you won fairly recently I think or, or no. uh, it's been a little while. Has it? I beat my mom yesterday, though, so I was <laughs> okay. just happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's all that matters. Yeah. That's a win for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Allison got a ridiculous score yesterday. Uh, probably the highest score I've ever seen on a coffee break. What was it? Over twelve thousand. Over twelve thousand points in a single game. To put that in context, if you play the game, I got three bingo words with a 4X combo bonus for each one. And I only got, I got less than 9,000 points. So she, and I only came in fourth place. Super disappointing. I was really proud of all my bingos, but they did not, they did <laughs> not give me, me enough points. Nope. And you only got one bingo. I did. Yeah. But the key to the coffee break is to play fast. And that's where I got beat. Obviously, Allison played faster and got more timer bonuses than I did, so. Yep. Yep, if you play the coffee break, keep that in mind. Um, play and, fast for big points. Yeah, and RJ is going to be populating the Instagram with other tips for 
That's right. Or whatchamacallit. Yes. That's right. The first one being uh, make sure if you're playing, go to the settings under account and screenshot your employee ID. That will come in handy should you uh, drop your phone in the toilet and have to procure a new one, but uh, don't want to lose your progress. You can get it back with your employee ID. Um, don't share that with anyone else nope. or they can put in your employee ID and assume your identity. Not cool. Anyway, um, that's it for my, my fun facts about where you call it. Yep. So now, RJ, what, what have you got for us? Looks like you already started drawing. Yes, um, since we've well established that I cannot like. draw and talk at the same time. <laughs> um, I am attempting to draw the Spanish flag here. Oh. Um, Sophie, if you're watching, I'm so sorry. I'm not, not doing a great job of doing this little crest here on the Spanish flag, but. That's um, pretty awesome to me. Yeah, I think it looks great. It's cool, close <laughs> enough. Uh, because, um, so my friend Sophie is from Spain and she and I were talking the other day. I was writing a, a letter in Spanish, somewhat formal letter. And I was feeling really awkward because in Spanish, um, they have tu, which means you, but mm -hmm. you would use it like among friends. Uh, and you have usted, which is you formal uh, that you would use like with someone, you know, if you're talking to the president or something, you'd say usted or, or even, you know, a student to a teacher or an employee to a boss, you know, a little bit more formal. Okay. So I'm writing this letter and it's a formal communication, but it's with someone I already know. And someone I talk to regularly, but we talk in English. So I was asking her, I was like, do I use tu or usted in this? Because normally in this type of letter, I would use usted, but we're friends. You know, mm -hmm. if I right. were talking to her in a normal conversation, I would use tu. So then, uh, and she, you know, she advised me. She sort of went back and forth a little bit. I think I ended up using usted. But I told her, fun fact, uh, English actually used to have a division between formal and informal you. Really? Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. That um, back in the day, um, thou used to be the informal you, and then you would be oh. uh, the equivalent of a said. You was formal, uh, so, so we kept the formal one? Mm -hmm. That's messed yeah, up. So, <laughs> yeah, so then I was reading about that one because I wanted to like be sure it was true. I had read that, you know, a while a while back and wasn't a hundred percent sure about it. Yeah, it does sound um, suspect. <laughs> so I did find a little bit in in old English. Um, previously, it was thou for singular and ye for plural, so like mm -hmm. y'all. <laughs> would okay. be ye, and then ye sort of involved evolved into you. So it was sort of like singular and plural thou and you okay but it then evolved even further when when old english sort of became middle english and early modern english like in the time of shakespeare which is early modern um it, you was more formal and thou was informal the reason uh i was reading on on merriam webster the reason one of the reasons that we stopped using thou is it became like an insult if you're 
if you're calling somebody like the informal, because you'd use it with someone of a lower social standing than you. Oh. Um, so the higher person would say thou, and the lower person would say you. Uh, and people would actually be like beaten or beaten up for say calling somebody thou when they think they should be referred to as you. <laughs> and I, I sort of insane. joked about that. <laughs> I sort of joked about that because my I, for a while I had my phone in Spanish. I've changed it back now, but since I'm learning Spanish, it's my second language. It was a really good way to sort of do the immersion mm-hmm. thing. Right. And all the apps and like Siri use too. And I was like, no, no, I want my apps to show me respect. I want them to call me usted. Yeah. And it's only like Microsoft Teams, I think, uses usted because it's more like a businessy thing. Um, oh, that's funny. <laughs> but I, then I was, I was reading some like examples, and uh, you know, you'll see thou and thee and thine in in Shakespeare. That's sort of what people associate it with. You right. know, that sort of yeah. um, right. And it's, really it seems more formal to me just reading right. that like nowadays it's used more as like that sort of formal because it's more old-fashioned right but it's kind of interesting how it's shifted but i was reading some examples from shakespeare about how the characters use it to say different things so quotes from my my favorite favorite like maybe favorite piece of literature like of all time it's much ado about nothing mm-hmm. okay um, and Benedict says, Terry, good Beatrice, by this hand, I love thee. She says, use it for my love some other way than swearing by it. And he says, think you in your soul, the Count Claudio hath wronged hero. When he's declaring love to her, he says, I love thee. But when he's asking her a very serious question about her sister, think you in your soul. Uh, And there are a few of those. Um, Merchant of Venice, Gobbo. Like yeah. from one sentence to the next. Okay. Yeah. Um, in Hamlet, Bernardo, this is Bernardo shifts from giving Francisco a piece of friendly advice to asking him a professional question. Bernardo, tis now struck 12. Get thee to bed, Francisco. Francisco, for this relief, much thanks. Tis better cold and I'm sick at heart. Bernardo, have you had quiet guard? He goes from friendly conversation to, uh, do, do you have a guard that's, you know, professional uh, work-related question uh, well, i think that was so that it's was the really context of the sentence not necessarily who you're speaking to right it's still the sort of formal informal difference right. but um right but i it, think prob- most likely you know in the francisco bernardo situation uh you know when they're in their their professional relationship if they're at work together they may call um i don't remember the like hamlet enough to know remember their exact relationship but they probably refer to each other as you and then when they're sort of off duty get thee to bed okay. it's more friendly okay very interesting uh, how, how that's evolved and yeah. it feels different than what i understand about spanish because that's about is that about who you're talking to or no it's just yeah, a formal is it mm-hmm. i'm not in sure spanish about, and right. So I was also reading about like which languages have, I sort of went down a rabbit hole with this. Okay. <laughs> I was reading about which languages have formal informal. It's actually called the TV distinction from Latin because it was two and both in Latin. Okay. Okay. Um, so of course the Romance languages descended from Latin, yeah. French has two and I, I don't know how to, V-O-U-S, I don't know if it's both or vo. 
I don't speak French. <laughs> Italian has Ooh, two and lay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interestingly, in both Spanish and Italian, um, usted is almost always, I guess, always capitalized, capital U. And in Italian, lay, capital L. Ah. Uh, but two, never, unless it's, you know, beginning of the sentence, normal capitalization. Catalan wow. has two and voce. European Portuguese has two and voce. Interestingly, uh, Brazilian Portuguese, I think, only uses voce. I have a lot of Brazilian friends that I've never, I almost never see them use two, only voce. Voce, voce, in Portuguese, I don't know. But then also German and Dutch and Russian, Serbo-Croatian, Bulgarian, Danish sometimes. Um, it's uh, in Polish, It you have formal, informal, Singular, plural, and also gendered. Oh my so goodness! That's so depending much. on Too much. the gender number and familiarity of who you're addressing, you yeah. have a different pronoun. So it's like uh, a lot in Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> there's rules against speaking or writing the names of your ancestors as a sign of respect, and a Chinese speaker might avoid using pronouns at all for very respected persons, sort of like His Royal Highness instead of he. I see. Um, Jap uh, Japanese and Vietnamese have sort of adopted that from Chinese culture. Uh, so like a lot of different languages use it and English used to, but it's sort of hmm. faded out. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. RJ, did you ever watch Parks and Rec? I've seen a few episodes. Okay. I didn't really get into it. Okay. It just, this reminds me of, um, there's a, one of my very favorite episodes of it. Um, these, like, April and Andy are kind of, they're fun and ridiculous, but they're kind of like lower level people at work. But they, mm -hmm. rent, they rent out their apartment to Ben, who has like a more senior position at work. But they rent out mm -hmm. a room to him. And uh, April is going through the house rules to Ben. And mm -hmm. one, one of the things she says is, if you ever speak to me in Spanish, Please use the formal usted. <laughs> just makes me laugh every time. Okay, yeah, just makes me laugh every time. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of these and thous in Shakespeare, mm -hmm. um, Allison scored us tickets to see Shakespeare in the park. So I get to see my first. I don't think I've ever seen a, a Shakespeare play. Oh wow! So, I didn't know that. Yeah, this is going to be my first um, in uh, in Central Park. Yep. Which the be, Merry Wives of Windsor, which yeah. is not one I've ever seen performed mm. before. I, yeah, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. I'm a huge Shakespeare nerd. Actually, part of the reason, besides my conversation with Sophie, part of the reason I chose this, this particular fun fact, out of, I, have, I have a list. <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> yesterday was Jake's and my anniversary. And oh, we sort of met and bonded. That's so exciting. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. We sort of met and bonded over like our love of Shakespeare. So, really? I'm uh, surprised. I wouldn't have guessed that of Jake. Just offhand. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have either. <laughs> when I first met him, I was really surprised. Uh, yeah, we uh, we met on a trip to the UK and we it was an orchestra trip. So we met like in the rehearsals and stuff beforehand, but we didn't really talk until I happened to bring my Shakespeare book that I was reading at the time <laughs> and in the, in the airport he commented on it and then he and I and my my roommate on the trip like walked all together through Shakespeare's house when we visited and we were like 
our group almost left us behind because we were like <laughs> so into it, like going so slow through it and everything. Like it was really great. Oh, that's uh, so cool. And yeah. I think I read Much Ado About Nothing. It may have been the first time I read it was on that trip, but I see, I'd seen it. I'd seen the movie. There's a few different movie adaptations, but like the, the Keanu one, for one? Me is the, yes, I don't watch a lot of movies, but I've seen that one like probably five or six times. Cause yeah. I just, anytime I like think about, I like, I might watch it today. Cause I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> one of my friends said he hadn't seen it. And I was like, sit down. And we just yeah. like literally watched it right then. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. It's oh, great. Awesome. It's we'll have classic. to watch that tonight. I haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah. But I, I love most pretty much anything Keanu. You so. do. <laughs> yeah. <You> do. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. What a cool way to meet. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> yep. And then happily ever after. Yep. It's a, mm -hmm. your own Shakespearean drama in real life. Yeah. Dramas and uh, dramas end with death. Comedies end with yeah. marriage. Oh, it's a comedy. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like <laughs> that's really a compliment either, but maybe. <laughs> it is. In the world of Shakespeare, you don't want to be a drama. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, the comedies don't really have to be, I think they're all funny. Like, I think a lot of the, the dramas have a lot of humor in them too. But yeah, yeah it's really based on the ending. Okay. Whether it's a comedy or drama. <laughs> Okay. okay, comedy. Pardon. Yep. Grave <laughs> error. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's awesome. Uh, that's certainly a fun fact. I'll have to. I'll have to keep that in mind um, when I listen to uh, Merry Wives this mm -hmm. coming week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see if I can pick out some U's and D's and. Uh, okay. I feel like in the know. Yeah, yeah. well. <laughs> uh, cool. All right, Allison, what have you got for us today? Totally unrelated. Can't <laughs> can't even try to tangentially make them connect. I'm sorry. Um so on Tuesday this week, yeah. 25,000 bees were removed from Times Square. What? Yeah. Where were uh, they? <laughs> they were chilling by a hot dog cart. Are you serious? <laughs> and they have to be sort of essentially kind of vacuumed out. Oh. Um, and then they were sent to live up in the Hudson Valley. Oh. Um, but I was I wanted to learn more about kind of who's in charge of removing 25,000 bees yeah. when they congregate in I'm Times curious, Square. Is there any more about that story? Did they just like just all fly and land on this guy's hot dog cart and Pretty suddenly... much, yeah, they just kind of swarm. Wow. Yeah, they just <laughs> appear like, and swarm. Yeah, it's like, my hot dog cart. Yeah. I, that would be... Uh, I wish I had been there to, yeah. to see that. That would have been hilarious. Well, you're the only person who likes Times Square, and I don't think <laughs> the fact that you can be randomly swarmed by 25,000 honeybees is going to... just makes it make even better. Everything. Come on. The Times Square is where everything happens here. Yes. Yeah. It was one of... I, I remember, was it, wasn't it with you walking through Times Square? One of the few times I got Allison to walk through Times Square. Um, I just remember just this whole series of events happening back to back. Like, um, I don't know, people, like uh, some street performers, some, uh, I don't know. But one of them was um, basically get uh, a horse walking by me and just 
peeing all, all over the sidewalk and it's splashing up on oh, me. And I, I was like, that, yeah. where in the world could all these things happen <laughs> in the space of like 30 seconds? Yeah. <laughs> Nowhere yeah. but Times Square. But they're not like fun things. It's not like, <laughs> oh, where can I go, yeah. you know, to have this super neat thing happen to me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's true. They're not like yeah. always like super fun things, but they're like interesting. <laughs> they're I, I think they fit into the category of a Shakespeare Shakespearean comedy rather than a drama. Okay. They, they end they end well. Okay. Yeah, it's a good story. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, bees. Yeah. So I was interested to learn more about like what do you do if you're swarmed by bees in New York City? And it turns out NYPD has a bee task force. Really? And that's who you call <laughs> when you encounter bees in New York City. It's just two guys. Okay. Um, but you can you call them and they're they're the ones who are deployed to deal with bees. Um, ordinarily they're just patrol officers. Okay. But they have this kind of um, specialized so it's like a side duty for them. Yeah, a side okay. duty for them. Um, they I think the biggest um, swarm that they've dealt with was thirty five thousand bees in the Bronx. Um, oh gosh. And one of them actually keeps an apiary on the top of his precinct in Queens, wow. where he tends to bees. <laughs> uh, but they were both kind of amateur beekeepers who um, who formed this task force in 2010 when um, beekeeping was legalized in New York City. So in New York City, you can keep bees on rooftops with a permit and things. So in reaction of that, the squad was developed to make sure that, you know, things could be... I don't want to say policed because I don't, I don't know if that's the right verb there. But, you know, if something right. got out of hand or there was a dangerous situation, it could be dealt with. Wow. So. That is fascinating. All kinds of interesting things. Yeah. In the city that I would have never imagined. Yeah. And they say, you know, like they, they get to like know the behavior of bees and the patterns. So like they were able to um, get the bees out of Times Square without even being stung once. 25,000 wow. bees. No stings. Wow. So I just Nobody that, got stung? I, well, I don't know okay. if nobody got stung. Okay. They didn't get stung. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if like the man trying to defend his hot dogs got stung or something like that. Okay. But I just thought it was it was kind of interesting. Yeah. That New York City has two police officers dedicated to the removal of bees. It is great. Yeah. <laughs> it's fascinating. Um, I, I, do th I really do think honeybees in particular are fascinating. I remember um, growing up on uh, my my grandparents' farm in the in the summers. They had my my uncles raised bees, um, so I got to I got to hang out there and see see how it works. But I remember um, Allison, uh, you didn't know how we got uh, bee pollen, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, so the bees. When they collect pollen, they have little pockets on their legs. They stuff all the pollen into, and um, some people like to eat that pollen straight before it's turned into honey. It has it doesn't it uh, it doesn't um, it, like it goes bad unlike mm -hmm. honey. So you have to eat it in a timely manner. But um, can just try to imagine for a second how you would get the pollen out of those pockets and collect it. Because um, you can buy like a little jar of mm -hmm. these little balls of pollen, which are uh, bee 
pocket sized. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the way it works is they put a um, uh, the entrance to the beehive. They make they narrow it so the bee has to squeeze through. It can just barely make it in, and in the process, it squeezes the pollen out of their little pockets <laughs> and falls into a bin where it's collected. So, yeah, there's a fun fact about about bees. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I got to hang around with bees, and unfortunately, I was not that I was not a bee whisperer because I got stung quite a few times. Yeah. Um, not pleasant. But... I've never been stung by a bee. Oh really? Mm. Okay. So you don't Me know neither. if you're allergic or not. No. Okay. Yeah, it's not pleasant. Um, <laughs> well, you're also allergic to everything, so I imagine it'd be. Well, worse I'm not for allergic you. to bees, thankfully. Thankfully, yeah. uh, they just hurt yeah. a lot. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun, like collecting the, um, collecting the, the pocket lint. No, not, not the, <laughs> the high, the like uh, combs, mm -hmm. and then put them in a centrifuge, and you spin the honey out of them, and it goes in a tube, and you bottle it up, and yeah, it's a whole. It's a whole yeah. process. Yeah. A lot more fun than um, bumblebees, which I remember a traumatic memory as a child. They make tuna. Just kidding. Tuna? Bumblebee tuna. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> That's where bumblebee tuna comes from. Yeah. All right. They work at little factories. <laughs> they make the tuna. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I remember stepping on a hive once. The nice thing about honeybees, another fun fact, is if they, they, they are not uh going to sting you unless they really feel threatened because yeah apparently it, you can rob them and they're <laughs> like okay <laughs> well they die after stinging you they only yeah. get to sting once and their stinger yeah. comes out in your skin mm -hmm. and um the bee dies yeah. unlike the nasty bumblebees which can just like sting over and over and over <laughs> <laughs> it's super painful and i stepped in a nest once as a child and i just remember i like being like blinded there's so many bees oh. and just screaming <laughs> and not and i was on top of a wood pile so i couldn't like run yeah. um and i was just standing there getting stung but uh this man like ran just ran into the swarm of bees grabbed me and took me to safety and oh, uh that's nice. i remember seeing him like many years later as an adult and yeah. he had totally forgotten that <laughs> but that was like seared in my memory and i finally i got to thank him properly uh oh, as an adult finally nice. so that was yeah i feel like he saved my life there yeah. that was uh, I, I, to this day i i really don't like bumblebees but honeybees i'm, I'm good with yeah. anyway yeah so two that's another another great fun fact mm -hmm. today um new york city Bee task, beekeeping task force. Um, well, bee the, rescue task force. Their Twitter is NYPD bees. Okay. <laughs> if you want to follow them? What they're up to? All right. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. All right. Well, that is it for us today. RJ, do you want to take us out? Um, one second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I sprung that on you quickly. Okay. <laughs> I still, I can't can't draw and talk and definitely can't write and talk i was trying to put the the twitter twitter handle in the drawing here okay <laughs> okay uh if you like the show follow us on all social media we're at hot shy games on instagram facebook twitter and tiktok 
If you're not watching on Twitch right now, we're also Hot Shy Games there, where we stream the Match Solitaire Daily Challenge and then record this podcast live every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. Like, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. Yeah, and tell them about uh, Wordjimacalla, too. We need some more players in the coffee break. And don't forget yes. to join the Discord. Hang out there. I liked uh, RJ, Caitlin, and I are all in uh, on Discord there. And uh, yeah, feel free to hit us up if you have any questions about whether or not you should use the formal or informal version of you <laughs> in a conversation. Yep. Uh, <laughs> all right. That's it for us today. We'll see you again next week. Uh, Caitlin will be back as well. Um, you're looking forward to seeing you then. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye. 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 Ooh, fun facts, facts are fun with Addison and Caitlin.